Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for once again tuning into the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. As always, your host, Cody Mallory. You can find me on Twitter at WillCodyMallory. Delighted to be joined by my two great co-hosts, Joe Farrow on Twitter, that is at the Joe Farrow, and Anthony Dittmar on Twitter, that is at Anthony Dittmar underscore. Guys, if you recorded this Saturday, as opposed to today, which is Monday, the vibes would be different, but... That being said, how are you guys doing? Uh, awful. <laughs> but, well, I That's believe we, we could openly admit that we are recording this during the third quarter of the Nets versus Raptors game. And we don't usually do that, no matter how bad it is. So we usually at least wait until the end of the game to do it. But yeah, Saturday was nice, but back down to earth today, I guess. You can't have nice things. Uh, I didn't realize that. We just can't have nice things as the Nets fans. You guys have this game on in the background, or is it just me? I had it on. I'm, like, watching on my phone, but nothing crazy. <sighs> no, nah, I'm, do- I'm done. Uh, it's all. Yeah. The Nets just turned the ball over for which felt like the 3,000th time this game, and it's about to be a 30-point game. But we'll talk about this game, I guess. Three quarters, half. Half first quarter uh, towards the end of the pod, but Anthony, there is some uh, hope with the Kyrie Irving situation. I know Mayor Eric Adams had kind of hinted at it. I think it was last week, and then we finally got some news yesterday. It was confusing, so if you want to explain it to the best of your ability for uh, me, Joe, and everyone else who's listening to the pod before we give our reactions and takes on it. Okay, yeah. So it's a little bit of a confusing situation. It's a lot of like interpretations. And to be honest, I think this is less like like not even from like a, a bias standpoint. It's become less political and more of like a PR. I mean, it's become more political and less of like a safety thing. So basically, like let's like rewind like let's say a couple months down the behind. Um, in New York City, there's like obviously vaccine mandates that we all know about. That's restricting Kyrie from playing and like a lot of like to go into bars and indoor places. You need a proof of vaccination to get into the bar or like into the, the game if you're a fan, like when whatnot. But they also had a rule for employees and a lot of employees lost their jobs to these vaccine mandates. And so that this is important to keep in mind. So about 1400 people were laid off. So now fast forward to like a lot of these other cities restricted, uh, loosening up like restrictions and New York city is basically like following suit of all these other cities. And they repealed the, 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 the vaccine uh, requirement for people. The problem is they didn't, do it for employees because they're afraid of backlash that like the people that got laid off a few weeks ago, a few months ago from 
not getting vaccinated would retaliate because Kyrie Irving is technically an employee of the Nets. Doesn't really make a lot of sense though, because like if you saw like the um, Eric Adams press secretary said that he just get vaccinated, but Kyrie Irving can attend games as a fan. He can practice with the team, be with the team on road games, but he can't physically play. Like if Kyrie Irving bought a ticket right behind the Nets bench, what is the difference? Like I really need to know that. That's that's what's like driving. Oh shit! It's a lot. I think eventually we could get there, but like the Nets really don't have a lot of time left to like get this ship going. And like I think like he's only eligible playing like seven more games this season of like the 20 that's left. And the Nets need every game they can get, especially with like the, a lot of the other stuff going on with the team's best players. But yeah, it's a really st- stupid situation. Adams kind of says, admitted he like thinks it's stupid that the way players can play, and but he said like he can't change that as a stupid rule put in place, but he literally could change it because he's the mayor. Uh, it's just a bunch of optics now, and it's like, honestly yeah. ridiculous. And Kyrie Irving is the scapegoat of all of this because he's the most notable person, and it's honestly BS. That's my take. It's bullshit. He's doing this just so he's afraid of the backlash and this lawsuits. They're going to come in with the lost their jobs, and Kyrie Irving is just being like he has. A, I think Kyrie Irving should sue the city of New York at this point. <laughs> yeah, I was saying yeah, the man. same thing. I was having a conversation with my buddy the other day, and he said he should legitimately sue the city of New York. And I was like, well, he definitely shouldn't do it right now because I'm sure that wouldn't help his situation. But um, I-, I could totally see him really just deciding to sue the city of New York after the season. Um, but at the end of the day, it really is just beyond stupid that just the backlash that he's fearing is stopping him from uh, stopping him from lifting the private sector mandate when really there shouldn't have been separate rules in the first place. It should have just been, it applies to everybody, period. But who am I to tell the Lord and Savior, Mayor Adams, what to do? But, you know. <laughs> the way, like, I view it is it was really complicated and confusing when it came out. Like, even Woj at first said that Kyrie would be able to play. And then he quickly backtracked on it. The way I view, like, the whole thing, it's a big F you to Kyrie Irving, in my opinion. They don't want him to become like the face of the unvaccinated and showing that Kyrie won. If you want to really choose to be a winner or a loser in this situation, which there isn't, obviously, the goal of the vaccine is safety. They've said all along, follow the science, believe in the science, which personally, I'm pro vaccine myself. I got vaccinated, booster shot as soon as I could, but I still think it's everyone's individual decision. Um, that being said, like Anthony said, he could literally sit courtside, but he couldn't yeah. play. Like, I know Pat McAfee on his show was talking yeah, to Shams. I was, Shams just, today. I was just about to say that. I just got finished watching the show. And, like, Pat was so – everyone knows that he's, like, a funny, funny guy. Like, that's what he is. Obviously, he's very such a clown. With, very knowledgeable <laughs> with sports, but he is a – funny funny guy if you haven't seen the clip it's up on my twitter i would highly recommend you watch it but he was saying things like if he touches the basketball it's more dangerous than some unvaccinated guy getting drunk in the stands Um, i mean he had a lot of takes like that it just when everyone says follow the science like this does not have any science to do with it so like it's kind of a bad look in my opinion um you mentioned that joe's guy reached out to him and like was like, what the heck is this? And uh, what bothered me is his press secretary trying to like slam dunk and Kyrie being like, like I, I know they thought it was Nick's tweets from like 2014 and stuff, but like that all aside, like it was super unprofessional. This whole thing has been a joke, honestly. It's like at this point, it's like I understand initially like the concerns, 
especially when Omicron is spiking. I get it. Like, I know, like, it's still, like, you make the argument, like, the other way, too. But, like, right now, it's clear, like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm, like, as well boosted, everything. Like, like, and I even think this is stupid. And none of them really mentioned he had the fact he had COVID last month, so he's not even, like, able to get it. Yeah. Two months. So that's, that's what makes it crazy. In the NFL, I know when Aaron Rodgers tested positive, and he was not vaccinated, he had, like, three months of immunity without getting tested, because odds are you're not getting right. it. It's just yeah. inconsistencies across the board is what my big thing is. If you're going to make the law, make the rule, whatever you want to call it, at least be consistent about it. Started right away when opposing players could come in and then he's been able to practice and now they can be in the stands, but like it just doesn't, it's not consistent, which makes it make no sense and why I feel it's like a big F you to Kyrie who has been very publicly against the vaccine mandate, not even just for himself, but the public in general. Um, and obviously New York City and several other states or cities, et cetera, have been very strong on vaccines, which I feel they should because they definitely help. But at the end of the day, at least show some consistency. Like the guy is going on TV saying like, oh, I really want Kyrie Irving to play. I want a ring to come to the city of New York, blah, blah, blah. And then like he's doing everything in his power to not change the law that he's been shit talking ever since he got into office. So like it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And I mean, we were talking about like how Shams was on, uh, uh, Shams was on Pat's show today. And like Shams comes on like it's it either ranges when a lot of big stuff is happening in the NBA. He's on like probably like once a week, but in reality, it's like once every three weeks or something. But every time he comes on, they ask about <clears throat> Kyrie Irving's update and just like what they can really do to get him to get back on the floor. And like he had told him about the possibility of when the like it was going around that the Nets could possibly pay a fine, and then Sham shut that down. And then, like we said, Woj said that Kyrie was able to play at first, and then Shams come in and shut that down. And it was just like, and like, if you like Cody, you obviously watched, but like, he was like, even Pat was just like, what, like, what the fuck? What's the difference? Like, if he touches a ball, it's much more dangerous of him touch in New York. It's a lot more dangerous for him to touch a ball in New York than it is for him to touch a ball in Milwaukee. Like, it does, <laughs> it makes, right. it makes no sense at all to anybody. It's just like uh, I and Sean's also did say that it is likely imminent that the private sector mandate gets lifted, but they just don't know when that's going to be. Hopefully soon. Right. And Shams did say the same thing, like hopefully soon. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's a big thing. This. Like, I'm so sick of this being a talking point. Like this whole season yeah. is a nightmare, like in terms of like non like it's literally the Nets like a, a, they need their own television show. Like uh, if they had like a hard knock to be a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Never ends. was optimistic that it would be lifted before the playoffs. But, I mean, I, we all thought it would have been in this coming update that they were given. And Nick Friedel of ESPN was asked today before the Nets game um, about the situation. And he said the Nets kind of felt that this was going to be the update as well. Um, he said he felt that the air has been let out of the balloon with the team today. Um, take that as you will. I take it as the Nets are like, what the fuck? Like, why is this still going on? Like, this was supposed to be our time. And I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with the smacking they're taking from the Raptors right now. <laughs> but I just, I just hope it gets resolved soon. And I will say, if Kyrie Irving, or sorry, if Stephen A. Smith 
is defending Kyrie Irving. He tweeted yeah. today a video. He was on first take. The tweet, I don't, I watched the video. It's like a four minute. I'm not going to have a whole thing. But his tweet read, I feel that Kyrie Irving should be allowed to play effective immediately. If Stephen A. Smith is saying that, then like all hell has frozen over. Like there's definitely merit to the argument because Stephen A. Smith has been very, how do I put this nicely? Anti Kyrie Irving, let's say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like and, you know, uh, you know that like it doesn't make sense when Stephen A. Smith flips the switch and starts supporting Kyrie Irving, and like nobody thought that was going to happen because he's been so <clears throat> strong against like oh Kyrie Irving should just get vaccinated, then this wouldn't be an issue. He's been doing that all year, all year right. long, and then, and now he's actually on Kyrie's side. He's like, okay, the main mandate was lifted, so why can't he play when still unvaccinated players could come into New York? from opposing teams and play. It, just, yeah, it doesn't I mean, make sense. There's even some fans I saw on Twitter. I mean, obviously, Nets fans in general are frustrated because they want to see Kyrie play every game. But they were like, so I could be sitting next to an unvaccinated fan, but Kyrie Irving can't play. Like, what causes more yeah. danger? If you uh, – I mean, I don't want to get into, like, the political aspect, but – a fan being around 18,000 other people or Kyrie Irving being on a basketball court around the same people that he's already around anyways when yeah. he's already had COVID. So, like, it just doesn't make sense. There's no logic or common sense involved. They're clearly just afraid of those 1,400 individuals who would probably sue the city. Um, so, I guess right now it's still wait and see and hope to see something change. I mean – they didn't give like a firm update on the situation that they just announced. Um, they said it depends how the week goes. So they could still amend it, but I highly doubt it at this point for this week. And it's just going to be wait and see, but I'm with you, Anthony. I am so sick of talking about this, having to worry about it, having to look for the updates on it. We really just, we don't get to enjoy basketball as Nets fans and it's frustrating as hell. Yeah. <laughs> we never get a chance. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about with this? I think we kind of beat it into the ground, covered yeah, how yeah, stupid and doesn't make any sense. So uh, now, speaking of not being able to enjoy basketball, let's go into update on Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, and Joe Harris. Um, so Nash said that Ben well, also Simmons Nash too. <laughs> and Nash, true. We'll have to get into that. Nash said that Ben Simmons won't be playing at all this week, that he's going to continue doing like light shooting and physical therapy work along with reconditioning. Um, kind of contradicts the report that Ramona Shelburne gave on NBA Countdown today when she said he's ramping up. Um, called his little scare last week as just lower back soreness. Said he's been going through this for the last two years and it just forces him to pause a moment. So, like, she completely downplayed it. Nash made it seem like he won't be practicing with the team this week. He's just going to be doing individual work, which obviously sets him back another week. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything to say about Simmons before we go on to Durant, Harris, and Nash. No, I don't have anything to say. Just let the guy take his time. I know we're on, like, kind of kind of a rough schedule here, like, in terms of, like, getting everybody back for the playoffs. But – let the guy take his time. He hasn't played basketball all year and he's still trying to get confidence back and you want him to be his best self when he takes the floor. So give him a little more time, give him another week, let him 
but hopefully he'll be playing next week. So yeah. let let yeah. it let it play out. I feel like as if uh, like, like he can't really rush him. Like he's the one you can't really rush. Like the mandate thing, I understand. You want KD back, I understand. Like Ben Simmons is like a whole different thing. I don't think they. I think him is like I. I want him fully ready for the playoffs. I don't think we absolutely need him for like the rest. Of, like I want to get him at least his legs under him before the playoffs start. But like I'm not pressed to get him out there. Like I want to like make sure he's good. You know, like it's like it's a. I would love to see him play, obviously, but I'm not like uh, my. I have like a pecking order of what I'm worrying about. He's probably the last one of these four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I believe before the trade happened, I think all of us said would. Ben Simmons like be able to play this season like that's something you have to consider before trading him I mean obviously the Nets had the conversation Durant talked to him and it's not viewed as a major injury but at some point they're running out of season they got to get these players back but I agree with you guys don't rush them the goal is still to win in the playoffs win a championship if you lose Ben Simmons now because you rush him back in February March early March then it's a completely lost season. So be patient, Nets fans. Hopefully we'll see Ben Simmons dunking on people soon. As for Kevin Durant, I think his outlook was the best that we received today. Um, Nash said, well, he confirmed reports that he will not be playing today, obviously, or tomorrow, but said he could be playing Thursday or Saturday. Um. Bruce Brown said after shooting around that Kevin Durant looks completely healthy, um, which leads some to wonder why he's not playing, but that's a totally different issue. Uh, but I think we'll see Durant Thursday, especially if the Nets happen to drop both games in this home and home mini series against the Raptors, um, because the ultimate goal is still to move up. What do you guys think on Durant? Yeah, I, I, the sooner the better. They don't have any games to give up anymore. He doesn't play against my. I think it's Miami Thursday. Like they're not gonna win. Like I'm. Just, I'm gonna keep it simple. Like they need him to play to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's at uh, home got, too, so no Kyrie. Just throw it out. Yeah, there. yeah, I definitely agree. But you gotta, you gotta get him out there soon, especially if he looks healthy. It definitely makes sense to bring him back Thursday, home and home against the Raptors. I feel like the Nets thought that um, they would definitely be able to take at least one of the two. So. Hopefully they could do that, and then KD comes back Thursday, and and uh, we look forward to the rest of the season. Back. Begins the guys coming back train. Exactly. <laughs> and then the one that has the biggest question mark for what feels like the last seven years, Joe Harris. Um, Steve Nash would say today before the game, Joe Harris is working at it, is fighting a good fight. Um, he was then asked if Joe Harris will need a second ankle surgery, and he said the team is waiting to see how he responds and that there is currently no decisions being made. It's like, oh. like we were waiting to see how he responds two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's I mean, so I, frustrating, dude. I honestly don't even know what to say about Joe Harris because, like, I don't think anyone really knows what's going on. But the fact that the Nets aren't releasing anything just makes my mind think it's not good. Yeah. yeah like, I, I mean, know. I mean, fighting a good fight does not sound good at all. Correct. <laughs> like, yeah. like, we're getting these murky reports for guys that are like super close. Like Katie's been super close for like a week and a half. 
and he still hasn't played yet. And he's probably not going to play until like the two weeks since he was super close. So now keep that in mind and then compare it to Joe Harris and there's 20 games left. Like we're lucky. If, I think we're at the best case scenario now. He's back for playoffs. And, and he hasn't played since November 28th. So, yeah. So I don't know what you're going to get. Like at this point, I think that it's a, it's a wash on him. I got like, I, like I'm a week away from just giving up on it. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I mean, that's fair. And then finally, Steve Nash went through everything today. He was at his press conference prior to the game. And then the, we got news that he entered health and safety protocols um, and that Jock Vaughn would assume the head coaching duties until Nash is back. And then we knew the bubble playbook was coming right back out. <laughs> the bubble nets kind of kind of a bubble nets crew. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. a bubble nets crew, yeah. Tease and peace, tease and peace to Coach Nash. He'll get back yeah. soon. And you know, it's crazy because Steve Nash has won many games with this depleted group. And you know, he's the issue, supposedly. But you know, some other guy coaches the same group and we're down by 30 in the third quarter. Just interesting to me. Bro, I'm uh, Kessler Edwards just got absolutely put on a poster. <laughs> like an absolute poster. Oh my lord. Yeah, I don't think he's getting a two way contract for the playoffs, by the way. I know he said he probably would. I don't think he's going to get it, to be honest. And he fouled him, bro. He fouled him. Well, we're almost down 40. It's, 30, it's 37. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Steve Nash? Yeah, I just hope this isn't the start of another outbreak for the Mets. Um, I mean, I know they had that outbreak in, I think it was December, right? Like right around before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like around. Yeah, it was around there because then we were hoping to get Kyrie back for because Kyrie was allowed to come back for road games. We thought we were going to have him right. for Christmas, and he caught COVID. Then he couldn't play yeah. Christmas. Yeah, right. and we also didn't have Durant. Yeah, I mean, the outbreak started against Toronto. I distinctly remember it because that was the first game I've been to since 2018, I believe. Yeah, you guys. Um, <laughs> And then tonight, I mean, Nash goes into it, and then they play tomorrow. So I believe the NBA stops daily testing unless you have symptoms. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty yes. sure that's the current rule. So that, that news now that, came out when we had uh, Craig Randall on. Right. So now that Nash has gone into protocols, does that mean that the Nets are going to be tested daily, I wonder? I mean, they're probably going to wait to see if anybody has symptoms or they might just test right away anyway. But if, um, if anything, they're probably just going to – they're probably going to test for probably like the next two or three days and just make sure. But well, hopefully it's nothing else. Of the guys that on our team then, I think Mills and Griffin are the only ones that didn't get it. And then yeah. you guys, you have courage. We don't know about – yeah, we don't know about – Yeah. And Simmons, we don't know about the new guys. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of wiggle room here. Like, there's like at one point where it was just two guys, and now with all the new faces, it's a good chance like some other guys can get it. So let's hope that it doesn't happen. Right. What's it called? Um, I was gonna mention today that Jevon Carter, the way they, they announced like his him being waived is just gonna be for this year. So we're not gonna forfeit salary caps of next year. So that was actually a good move by Joe Desai for once to not like I saw that. Just thinking about yeah. that. So how does that work? Even though he has two years on a deal, are they just going to pay both years this year? Yeah, so that doesn't. They don't forfeit money next year. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. 
I think that Joseph, I, I heard he's cheap though. Doesn't want to pay into the luxury tax. Where did that narrative go? I mean, there is <laughs> there is support for that too, but <laughs> yeah, yeah but he, has, he has a lot of exception money to play around with. I think so. I, I, I think he, I think he just had last few days. I don't know. I guess he didn't watch the Maverick game the other day. <laughs> I think that he just has a lot of money in general to play around with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not Mets, not Mets related. I'm pretty sure he's worth like I don't even know what his net worth is. It's, it's got to be. A I think he, I, he's the se- he's the second wealthiest owner in the NBA behind Ballmer. Yeah, that that I know if, for a fact. I'll see if I can snag his estimated net worth real quick. Eight point seven billion. Yeah, he's got a little bit of money to play around with. Yeah, and, <laughs> I, and I think I think Ballmer is like eleven billion or something like that. But yeah, they, they're like by far the two wealthiest owners in the league. You gotta think. Joe Sy also has like so, like he has like four other teams that like he owns, like right. throughout different leagues. So it's like, guy's got a lot of income coming through on top of the billions that he already has. Do you know if he still? This is completely off topic, but is he still involved with Alibaba at all? With what? Excuse me. Yeah, Alibaba. That's like a company in China that he got all his money from. He was a founder. Never mind. <laughs> I, have no idea. I don't think I I'm, I'm not well versed in that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm just because Alibaba has been struggling with all these Chinese restrictions they're putting on him. So I mean that could affect his pocket, but I don't know. I think he might have sold his stake. I don't know. But anyways, it's back to basketball. So we have all this bad news about Durant, Simmons, Harris, Irving not being able to play. We did get a debut for Goran Dragic on Saturday against the Bucks. Uh, he played 14 minutes. He came in. Literally hit a three under a minute into his action um, of being on the Nets, and it was great to see. I immediately thought, I was like, man, if Javon Carter hit that or took that shot, that was a clank off the back of the room. <laughs> so I was, I was pretty excited right away. I mean, I know he said before the game that he was very comfortable with the Nets playbook because it's similar to what he ran in Phoenix when he played with Steve Nash. Yeah. Um, so that just shows you seven seconds or less Nets are coming your way when healthy. But, uh, did, you see, gets, did you see against Milwaukee? We had our season high for amount of passes. It was we I didn't pass the ball on 325 times in that game against Milwaukee. Joe with the next level stats. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, they showed it on the yes broadcast earlier. Um, and I just, I mean, I guess free flowing offense is really the way to go. Hmm. Who would have thought? The ball was hopping. Some might the ball say. was hopping. It even was with hopping. Kyrie, even with Kyrie Irving, that has I've been told he doesn't pass. I don't know about you oh, guys, yeah. but I've been told Kyrie does not pass the ball. I was told he can't carry a team either, but you know that thirty-eight piece and the wind says otherwise. Bro, like he put up thirty-eight, and it was a difficult ass thirty-eight. And I don't mean oh, like it was hard yeah. for him. It was hard for him to do it. I mean, the level of difficulty on – he took 26 shots. I would say 23 out of 26 of those shots were very difficult. Yeah, I saw a lot of – I saw, saw a few highlights of, a, you know, the defensive-minded bulldog, Javon Carter, failing to guard Kyrie Irving. So that, well, that, yeah. that was a nice little FU. That was fun to see. <laughs> Kyrie was great, like – 38, like you said, he had five assists, five rebounds, played 39 minutes. He was efficient. He was hitting all kinds of crazy shots. He hit the clutch three with like three minutes left to put the nuts up one. 
He knocked down all the free throws at the end. Besides one, he didn't miss one. Unreal. Um, but, yeah, he, I mean, he was mad at himself. He even said afterwards. And then I believe it was Lisa Salters after the game was like, oh, like, you didn't play for two weeks because he wasn't eligible. The all-star break. Like, how do you just come back and drop, like, a casual 38? And Kyrie Irving, the horrible teammate, gave 100% of the credit to his teammates, saying that they keep him in shape. So, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Besides uh, Kyrie, uh, Seth Curry continued to play fantastic. He put up 19 points. He was 4 of 8 from 3, 6 of 11 from the field. He was a plus 17 in 29 minutes, which is incredibly impressive. Yeah. since they only won the game by three. Uh, Andre Drummond proved that he was a very sneaky addition in the James Harden trade. They finally got an answer for the physicality of MB, or not, of Giannis in the paint. Uh, he had the big block on Giannis. He put up 12 boards and 17 points with seven of nine from the field. Obviously he had that huge uh, block. Um, that being said, Bobby Portis is a nightmare matchup for him, but I really don't think Bobby Portis will shoot 8 of 14 from 3 again. And Bruce Brown, ever since Bembry got waived and James Harden got traded, Bruce Brown has looked like the basketball player that we saw last year and his jump shot he looks more comfortable with. Oh, yeah. Cobra effect. Mm-hmm. Cobra effect, big time. <laughs> Yeah, ben Simmons so better be doing the same thing real soon. That's why the uh, Nets are waiting to put him out there. He's busy working with Kyle Korver. He's going to splash a three, like go around Rogers did a minute into his debut. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Did you see what Pat said talking about Ben Simmons' injury? That shit was hilarious. He was like, oh, yeah, he decided he, – he hurt his back because he was learning how to, how to shoot the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Said, he said going straight up and kind of leaning back for a fadeaway, he pulled something. <laughs> I did not see that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> he was like, is that what happened? Kyle Corver was teaching him how to shoot, and he went straight up with the ball instead of leaning and scooping it underneath for a layup. <laughs> he said, he said he's trying to learn his shooting form, and he messed his back up. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. He's hilarious, dude. I'm, I watch his show religiously. It's like my favorite thing ever. Yeah, but uh, Saturday, I would say it's got to be up there for best wins of the season for the Nets. Everyone kind of yeah. thought going in, they were, I think it was Milwaukee minus nine and a half was the line. So, like, the Nets were pretty heavy underdogs given how shorthanded they were without Durant, Simmons, Harris. Yeah, they came away with a win, and every single win that they can get right now is huge as they battle for playoff positioning and trying to get out of that darn playing tournament. <laughs> yeah, for which, sure, because they definitely don't want to end up there. Which, let me just put a quick point on the playing tournament. Will they escape it? I don't know. Should they at least get the seventh seed? Absolutely. Because the difference between seven and eight, if Toronto remains eight, is or if the Nets get eight, Toronto seven, you most likely are definitely not having Kyrie Irving in that first game with the playing tournament. Obviously, they would still get a chance to play whoever wins the 9-10, and that game would be at Brooklyn. Hopefully, it's gone. The mandate is gone by then, and Kyrie could play. But the better the seed the Nets get, obviously, will be very helpful come playoff time. 
Any yeah. takes you guys have on the Bucks game from Saturday? Um, it was like nice to actually beat a good team for once and just win one all. Like you said, the Drummond's impact. I think it was like I forgot. Like, we kind of forgot how much the Nets needed a big center like that to kind of like morph their offense and defense, especially as it was cool seeing that. Patty Mills definitely needs some rest. I did notice that he looks really cooked right now. Like it's he's been like the one lone wolf this year that hasn't really gotten hurt in the minutes have definitely caught up to him. Like he when these guys come back, hopefully if they do, like he needs to get some rest. So like he's got fresh legs for the playoffs. That's one of the biggest things I noticed. But overall, solid win. Yeah, I agree. Patty's definitely looked a little off as of late, but it's like at the same time, he's played more minutes already this year than he has like in any season. And it's just like he he definitely needs a little bit of rest. The all-star break would have been good for him, but he did, he did do the three-point contest. But, you know, he once we get all our guys back, his minutes will go down, but not not like too much because we definitely still need that man to play basketball. But not definitely won't be playing close to 40 minutes a night like he has been for a lot of this season. Yeah. I mean, great win for the Nets. Was hoping they were going to build some momentum. I think it was Mark Jackson was like, this is the kind of win that can propel you forward. And then the game just went final. The Nets lost 133 to 97 to Toronto. I don't really want to talk about this game at all. The only thing I will say is Scott Barnes was tremendous. The length that the Raptors had. You rarely see a team full-court press in the NBA, and the Raptors did it pretty much the entire game while it was competitive tonight, and it really gave the Nets fits. I mean, they were physical with them. They got in their face. The Nets turned the ball over, I think it was like 15 or 16 times in the first half, and the Raptors scored 19 points off of it. It was 15 Um, points in the first 19 minutes of the game. I mean, 15 turnovers in the first 19 minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean, all in all, just a horrible game for the Nets. Uh, Like you guys are saying, Patty Mills, once again, was one of eight. Like, he really needs to get some rest, get his legs rested. But they just can't afford to do it right now. I mean, realistically, no one did anything for the Nets tonight. So, I have nothing to say. I don't know if you guys want to throw anything else in there, but. (laughs) No, we stunk. Fire Jacques Vaughn. Don't fire Jacques Vaughn. (laughs) (laughs) Leave Jacques Vaughn alone. He's a good assistant. He just can't call plays. <laughs> like, I think people need to relax on Steve Nash hate, by the way. I mean, I've been a supporter. I, I shouldn't say supporter, a defender of Steve Nash. And I mean, you saw what happened tonight. And like, is it Jock Bond's fault? Like, absolutely not. I mean, the Nets could have played better, but when you're down the guys, like you can only expect so much. So for yeah, our picks, you really- all right, you can't. I'm saying you really can't expect anything with like the group that he's running, and the fact that he's even managed to make games competitive with a lot of the groups that he's had to throw out there, and a lot of these guys that are dead tired because they've been playing so many minutes with all our stars out. It's you know you can't you can't expect that much. It's like if anybody went into tonight expecting Jock Vaughn to like out coach Steve Nash and make this team better than Steve Nash would as a coach. They were just sadly mistaken. Uh, they need their basketball card taken away because. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Update on the picks. Uh, so, me and Anthony both won Saturday picking a Nets win. And then, unfortunately, we both picked a Nets win again, and Joe picked another loss. So, it was a wash. Joe, what's the is it 25 
20, no, 25. Uh, 23, 23, 19, 18. Cody, you have 19. Anthony has 18. Does that, does that include your wins tonight? Yes, yes. I just updated them. Okay. So, All right. we're, we're home against the Raptors tomorrow. Away. Oh, oh, we were home tonight. Shit. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Kyrie Irving can't play regardless. Yeah, yeah Kyrie Irving can't play regardless. But, yeah, okay. I'm taking another loss. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Yeah, man, like, I want to be optimistic, and, like, you could say you lost the game because you simply didn't make shots, but, like, the Nets didn't just miss shots tonight. Like, they literally could not get shots, so I'm also taking a loss. I'm going to take a loss, too. I'm very pessimistic now. <laughs> Anthony, this is a golden up, like, uh, I'm yeah, good. I don't believe in them. Okay, <laughs> okay so three I- losses. I think the game will be closer, and I don't expect them to lose by 36 again and get completely blown out the entirety of the game. But, I mean, they just struggled so much, and Steve Nash's uncertainty. Obviously, we know Durant and Irving and Harris and Simmons are all out again. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of adjustments they can make, but all three of us are taking a loss. Yeah, bro, tough scene. Got to get better soon. Only, yeah, well, was- only up from here. I was feeling so good on Saturday, and now I'm so down on what's today, Monday. Like, it's crazy how fast it can change. But anything else you guys want to throw in at the closing moments of this episode? I think we're good. Yeah. You good, Joe? Yep, I think we're all good. All right. Thank you for tuning into the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Cody, Anthony, and Joe. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.